Collective, what is up? Here we are with the Collective Podcast, and I'm so excited as we dive into week three of our relationship questions. And I've got some special guests with me today. I've got Andrea Reinke. Y'all know her. She's been on here before. And we have a new guest, Hannah Patterson. Welcome to the podcast. We're pumped to have you. What's up, y'all? So stoked to be here. Hey, okay, so I have a fun question to kick off um, the show with the podcast with, and I'm excited to do it, but it's also a question that somebody texted in. But our hot take question of the day is, what is your opinion on kissing on the first date? Mm, This is going to be good. We could all have different opinions on this. Yeah, I'm curious to see, do we have different opinions or where are we at? Andrew, I'm going to throw it to you. Okay, I'm someone, I'm way more conservative, so I just feel like I didn't want to kiss someone until I knew I loved them. Ooh, love, till you love them. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. So I'm anti- Kissing on the first date. Okay. I would agree. I'm anti as well. I, I'm more of like, we're a girlfriend and boyfriend. I'll give you a little smooch. Oh, okay. Well, we're not talking about a smooch here. We're talking about kissing on the first, like a kiss. Same thing. Like they walk thing. you up to the door, no kiss, no peck. Oh, yeah. No. No, first nothing. date, you're lucky. Give me a hug. Yeah. You're lucky hug. if you're getting a hug. <laughs> See, I am, I'm okay with it. I, you know, I think if she's okay with it, I think... My opinion is, like, you got to ask permission, right? And be like, hey, can I kiss you? Um, but, I mean, I didn't I don't, I I didn't kiss my wife on the first date, smooth. though. I didn't. Um, probably because I was just intimidated by her and scared of her, but I didn't do Fair. it either. But I'm not against it um, if, if it is. I think it is up to kind of opinion. So, so when that, it came to Hannah, how long did it take you to have your first kiss? Um, I was pretty nervous. Uh, I, think it, I think it was, like, kind of like a month before... Or so, like, before I actually, like, kissed her. But here's why. I think that's, like, kind of a deeper conversation. I knew we would be there physically. And so I didn't want to, like, introduce that into the relationship too soon and make it, like, cloud my judgment. And so that's kind of why I held it off on there. And I always joke with her and say, like, she kissed me first. Mm, Um, Guys love to say that. Um, But (laughs) she kind of did. So, you know, it's just what it was. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's how it was. Anyways, all right, that was a good opening question. I like it. Let's dive into our actual questions for today's podcast and jump into it. All right, so we're going to start with, what do you do if you are ready for a relationship and you want to date her and learn and grow with God together, but she wants to do it alone? Yeah. Okay, so you wanna, you're ready for a relationship, you want to date her, you want to learn and grow with God together, but she wants to do it alone. Hmm, that's a good one. What do y'all think? Yeah, I think um, I would challenge and say I think that growing with God starts with you. And I think that it's good to be an individual and um, have personal devotion to God on your own. And I think that that leads into growth together where um, where you seek God personally, it's just going to flow into your relationship and you guys can just grow um, together as you abide in Christ. So I think that it's okay if you want to do it alone, but um, in the future, you guys could grow together once you guys seek the Lord individually. Yeah, and I would definitely say girls are good at saying like, oh, I want to grow with God alone, meaning they don't really want to be in a relationship. So I feel like you should go back and just be like, hey, are you interested in a relationship? Like, try to get some clarity on that mm-hmm. because I know quite a few people who have been like, oh, I just want to grow with God, meaning 
they didn't really want to start a relationship. So if that's something you guys like want to it's have together. the Christian together, girl way of rejection. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. Which I don't think you should do either, though. I mean, to the ladies out there that use that card, just oh, be definitely. honest. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Scripture talks about it. An honest answer is like a kiss on the lips. In Proverbs, it says that. And so um, just tell them how you actually feel. But I do think that's an interesting one because I would challenge you as a guy that, man, you need to be... Uh, pushing and encouraging her to grow with God alone and not with you. You don't want her to become dependent upon you to grow in her relationship with Christ because it'll lead you to um, just a rough situation down the road where she puts everything into you. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to go through times in your relationship, times in your own personal lives where like you can't help fix her or she can't help fix you. And it's only going to be dependent upon the way that you guys pursue God on your own. Like I can encourage my wife to read the Bible, but like, it's simply just an encouragement. Like I can't force her to do it. She has to, even in marriage now, pursue God on her own. And so I think it's so important to set that foundation from the beginning of like, man, pushing that. And now what does that mean? Um, Yeah, I think it's, that's an interesting question because it's saying like, you want to date her, but is, is she using that as a rejection line or is there kind of like, just an unhealthy boundary of what it looks like to pursue God together in that relationship as you're dating. So I think, I think there should just be more clarity when it comes to that question, um, as far as like you and your relationship, right? Like they need to sit down and have a conversation and be like, what do you actually mean with this? And just kind of tell them where you're at. So that's a good question. For sure. Yeah. I think that's great. Personal devotion is a great start and a great foundation for your life. All right, let's jump into our next question. Um, someone's asking, where do I draw the line with guys without having sex with them? Mm, so that's the name, like the the old, same old question that, yeah. that always comes up is like, how far is too far? Where is the line? Where is the um, line? I would love to hear a lady's perspective on that. Like, um, it's fun having both of y'all on here today. Just, you know, two different perspectives. So um, it's obviously a lady asking the question. So I'd love to hear y'all's opinions first. Yeah, for sure. I think... There is no clear line, so I think that that's really hard to start of just, man, there's no boundaries, like what's wrong, what's not. Um, I think that I've struggled this and with my life and just what what is wrong, what's bad, what is going to make me feel shame, all of those types of things. And I think that for me, it started with prayer. I think that I needed to seek the Lord first and just have my own convictions that way of just what I feel like He was putting on my heart. And then I had a conversation with the person I was with, and I think just establishing a line for your relationship is wise just to know where you're at. And like the line isn't a big, scary thing. Like if you do cross that line, there's grace. And I think think that it should be a thing of shame. But I think it's good to seek the Lord first because there really is no line just to create those boundaries and just work together as a team to stay away from that line, not go towards it or how close you can get. Yeah. And that's what I always say is too. I draw like, you know, and I've said it on here and I've said it a ton during this relationship series, but you'd rather be radical than regretful. And so draw it so far forward that when you fail and you accidentally cross the line that you didn't make mistakes that you're going to dramatically regret later on. So set yourself up to where if you do slip up, it's not as um, damaging to your relationship as it could be. And so I think that's a big thing. I also think within that though, too, like, man, the line for you should be whatever begins to draw you away from the Lord. And so, you know, let's just be honest. Like, 
you know yourself and you know what that's actually going to look like. And so I think you need to follow um, just the conviction of where that is, uh, which really takes us into that next question. And I like how this week's episode is playing out because a lot of these kind of blend in together. So I'm going to continue on that question, but I'm going to add in the next question, which says, me and a girl are exploring a relationship. We are both Christian. She has a heart for God, and so do I, but we have different convictions. Mm. So we say, follow your convictions, like, hey, like, trust that. But what if they're saying, like, hey, actually, we are having two different convictions there. What, what do you do with that? Yeah, I mean, I would say, like, when you're in a relationship, you need to be on the more conservative side. Like, so if she's feeling convicted about kissing, but you feel like it's fine, like, you can't do that because like it's a partnership and you need to make sure that you guys are both supporting each other. And so you have to be on the more radical end of that, of the two of you so that you guys can have that relationship. Because if one person's feeling convicted, then it's going back to what you're saying. They're being pulled away from their relationship with God and that's not going to be God honoring. And so you guys have to, I mean, that's my opinion. On no, it, I think know? that's great. I, I I remember when I was dating Hannah, um, and this sounds so silly and like kind of shallow, but I was always worried that her conviction was going to be like, I like no kissing until we get married <laughs> because I knew that I would honor that. Right. And be yeah. like, okay, I'm going to honor don't that. Do like, it, don't do yeah, it. like that's her conviction. But I was secretly yeah. like, gosh, I hope she doesn't say yeah. that. Like, you know, um, I hope that's okay. And, um, you know, she didn't say that. And so, but I think there is a, a factor of there is like this guy asking this question. I'll just be honest with you, man to man, like, dude, you should honor her mm-hmm. and you should honor her convictions. Honestly, your convictions should go out the window and whoever has the stronger convictions in the relationship, those are the ones that should be set. Those are the ones that should be honored. And like, if you're trying to get her to go with your convictions, um, if they're even less or whatever like that, um, man, you're in the wrong right there. You're leading and drawing her away from Christ. You should honor the fact that she is, you know, standing there and saying like, Hey, this is where I feel convicted. This is where I struggle. And you should be like, listen, totally. I respect you. I honor you. And I'm not going to cross that, which I think goes also into back to that first question for, um, that is like, where do you draw the line? I think, um, man, you want to put yourself and set yourself up for success. Like, Set yourself up to where, man, you can break up and still be friends and not feel like you did things together um, that have just muddied the waters or messed up the relationship. And then two, like, again, if you're dating with the right purpose, with the right intention in mind, you're saving that for marriage. And so, again, it's that you're storing that time up, you're storing those gifts up for when you can cash in all all of that in marriage. And so I think it gives you an easier perspective because it's like it's like a a gift on Christmas or whatever. It's not like you're never going to get it. You're like, no, I know that if this leads to marriage, like we will have that physical side when that time comes. And so I'm okay with saying no now, um, knowing that I can get it later if that's what God calls us to. So I I think that's where um, it plays into. Yeah, for sure. Those are all super good things. And just to consider when dating in a relationship, we're going to hop into our next question. Someone's asking... Um, if the goal of dating is marriage, what is the goal of marriage? Mm, well, it's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I think, first of all, I love that you're asking that question. I would challenge you. Um, I'm going to throw out some, some resources here. I would tell you to look into the book um, by Timothy Keller called The Meaning of Marriage. And I think it was such a good one and super impactful for us. Um, But it talked about really the goal of marriage was to draw each other closer to God and to honor God together 
in your relationship, to have a relationship that glorifies, that honors God. Um, obviously, you know, Scripture talks about being fruitful and multiplying. Um, that, that That's an, um, you know, something you get to do as a married couple. But really, the goal of marriage is to refine one another, to draw each other, each other closer um, to God, to glorify God with your relationship together, and see how can God use the both of you to glorify His kingdom, to further His kingdom, and to be warriors for the name of Christ. But I would challenge you, go dive into that book, um, The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. It was such a good book. I challenge anyone who is engaged, about to get married, um, to jump into that book and read it because I thought it was really great. So I'll answer that one short and sweet. There you go. That's great. There you go. Cool. Well, let's move on to the next one, which is how long do you think you should date before you get engaged? That's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What do y'all think? Jump in. I mean, I would say for me, I don't think there's a specific time like, oh, if you're after a year, then it's been too long or whatever. But so you don't think you can go too long? I don't. You can I mean, date for too long. I think like so. Mm. Say if you meet someone when you're 14, I don't think you can say, "Oh yeah, give it four years." Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, Just get married. You're not ready. You need to get married at 16. Let your parents sign off on it. Okay, that's yeah, a fair statement. Because I'm definitely that's someone like you can have be with the right person, but there's a lot of other things you still need to figure out, like your finances and different relationships and living situation. There's so many things that you still have to figure out in when you get engaged and married. Um, and I'm someone, I think you should have a short engagement because that mm. temptation's only going to be stronger when you guys are engaged. And so to me, I would rather have everything lined up, ready to go, and then be able to say, yes, I'm ready to enter into this marriage with you. And yeah, that, I think, you know? that, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. I think that like, sometimes we can hyper fix on marriage of just like, I get all these things. It's life's going to be complete. I'm like, this is awesome. Like we get to have sex, all of these things. It's like, sometimes we can like really be hyper fixated on those things, but there's other things that come with marriage that sometimes I don't think that we consider. So I think that I would agree with Andrea of just some things do come before marriage that way that you have to think about, um, with finances and just being logistical. But I think that there's also the other end of like, you really do know the person I think that I agree with you Granger that sometimes waiting too long is a thing that come on like let's get married like now's the time kind of thing so yeah I think you definitely can drag it and I honestly I think guys can be notorious for this of like being like well I'm waiting till I have this amazing job and all these opportunities and all this stuff and so and it's like at the same time, you're never going to get this point where in life where it's all of a sudden like, okay, I am ready. I've ticked every box. I've done everything. And like now is the right time. And so, um, you know, I would be careful if you've got, if you're a girl out there and you've got a guy who's just continuing to drag his feet and like, you know, you both think that you know that you know. And it seems like logistically for the most part, like, no, yeah. not everything's perfect and all that stuff. But you know, logistically, for the most part, it would make sense for you guys to get married. If he's still dragging his feet, I'd have a conversation and be like, dude, you're either in or you're out, yeah, but I'm going to move sure. on, like stand up for yourself in that aspect. But I also think, too, there is this um, like, again, going back, are your friends affirming the relationship? Are for is sure. the community around you, your mentors, are people giving you the green light and saying like, man, this is awesome. This yeah. fits. Are you having those types of things? Do you get to know them? Um, like, have you gotten to know them? I Okay, this is a different take, but I would even say, like, man, if you're engaged or looking to get engaged, like, how well do you know them? Like, do you know their credit score? Like, yeah. uh, do you, have you had a finance conversation? And, like, are you about to marry yep. someone with 
thousands of dollars of debt and you not know it, you know, until like the day you get married or till afterwards. Like those are good, genuine conversations to have. And so how long should you um, be dating before marriage or how long should you date before you get engaged? It's situational. For sure. Um, sure. Totally situational. There's like no timeline you could really put. But I think it's good to just have conversations and have clarity and know where you're headed and like just stay present with where you are. If you're not ready to get married, I think if you're dating, be present in your dating relationship. There's so many things that you're not going to get back as a married couple in that time. So I think it's wise to just be present where you are, but know where you're going. And that's perfect is to, you know, and we talked about it on Wednesday is to date with intentionality, know where you're going, where the relationship's headed, and then to date with clarity, to be communicating. Hey, here's where I'm at. Where are you at? Let's talk about this. Let's be on the same page. So that way it's not like, well, I thought we were here, but we're there and all that sort of stuff. Um, I think that's great. Okay. Another question for us. If my boyfriend is addicted to porn, should I break up with him? So this is a girl asking. So I'd love to get y'all's opinion on this. Yeah, I would definitely say like, I think if he is actively trying to work against that, like that sin, then definitely like, I don't think you should because at the end of the day, we all have things we're struggling with in life. And if that's something that he's kind of at peace with and he's not trying to break, then I think that's a different conversation. But, um, yeah, I mean, we're all dealing with different things. And so if he's seeking mentors and help and putting blocks on websites so he's not going on that, then I don't think that should be something that ends a relationship. Yeah, 100%. I think that if a guy comes to you and is vulnerable enough to tell you this, I think that shows his heart as well of just, like, like, if someone knows it's sin and they're being repentive, I think that, uh, in my opinion, breaking up with that person is, you're breaking up with them because they have sin in your, their life, and it's, we all, we all have sin in our lives, and so I don't think that I would break up with someone because they have sin in their life, because I do as well, but I think it is situational, and I think it's good to have conversations and making sure that that person's heading in the right direction, just like you said, Andrea, just, yeah, have a repentive heart and just know those things and just being on the same page that way too, I think is, is okay. It's going to be a hurdle in your relationship, yeah. but definitely. No. And I think so. Okay. I'm going to take this and I'm, I'm going to go even a little bit different route with it here because I completely agree with both of y'all's answers. And I think they're awesome. Now, what I think though, is as far as the guy and like, I think that's great and he should be open and honest with that. He shouldn't hide that from you. Now, where I think I've seen this in relationships get dangerous is when the couple that is dating, like the girl tries to become his source of accountability in that. Mm -hmm. And I think that to me is not guarding your emotional purity. You guys are trying to then come together and fight this battle that's really between him and God. And like, yes, it would affect you down the road going into marriage. So I do think it's good that you know about it. But guys, I don't think you should ever look to your girlfriend to be your accountability partner. Mm -hmm. Um, Ladies, it's not your role to hold him accountable in that area um, with that addiction. Like he needs to be setting himself up with godly men around him, godly mentors, um, get on to godly programs and stuff out there like that to guard his heart, to people to hold him accountable. Um, But if, if he's leaning on you to do that or if you're trying to be that for him, I think that's very dangerous. Um, I think you're setting yourself up emotionally in things that you don't need to do. And I, okay, so which goes into this, and and I'd love to ask you guys about it. It's not a question, but it's kind of a question I have for y'all. 
is it kind of leads into me how much what are y'all's opinion on oversharing in a relationship? Hmm. I know you get into this Christian bubble. It can be like, okay, I need to tell you my whole testimony, um, what I did with all of my exes, how far I went with them and all that sort of stuff. What are y'all's opinions on that? Because I have a pretty strong opinion on it, but I'd be curious to know what y'all think when it comes to that. Like, you know, do you guys need to sit down and be like, okay, I did this with this person and this with this or whatever when it comes to kind of like your past in a relationship? Yeah. Yeah. I think that like if it's relevant to like what you guys are talking about and in your relationship, I think that it's okay for those things to be brought up. And like, I think if you feel ultimately safe with your person, I think that that's huge as well as just if it feels like a safe environment to share those things. And I think that that just comes with time and dating them and trust. And so I think if you have a safe environment to share those things that I think that it could be fruitful for your relationship um, just for those certain situations. But I also agree that I think there is a point where like maybe it's just not helpful or fruitful to whatever you guys are talking about and just gets you on to another tangent of you kissed her too. Like I just, yeah. you know, no, like, totally. it could be damaging. So yeah, I think, see, that's what, I, and that's where I was going with this. I think that we do so much damage by oversharing. Like what good would it do for my wife's emotional purity if she knew every detail of everything I did. And that's such a like Christian culture thing of like, let me tell you everything I did with every one of my exes. And it's like, that's just emotionally damaging to her. I remember a conversation we had when we got into that where um, it's not that I was hiding anything from her, but I also in the same notion was trying to guard her heart and protect her emotions and all of that. And so like we had an open conversation. I was like, hey, you know, I've made mistakes in the past. I've struggled in this. You know, I shared with her that like, you know, I had did not save myself for marriage and all that sort of stuff. And I knew that that would hurt her. Like I knew just sharing that alone would hurt her. I knew she didn't need to go into detail and know how many people that was with or, you know, what I did with all these different people as far as like physical intimacy. Like I just knew that wasn't it. And what I loved about it was um, I mean, when we had this conversation, like, obviously, like, I knew that was tough for her. But one thing she told me, she was like, Granger, what's, you know, what allows me one to give you grace is because God has given me grace mm, in the areas sure. I've made mistakes as well. But two, what she said is she was like, you're not that guy anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. The, like, God has redeemed you from that. He's restored you from that. And that's not the guy I've dated. The guy I am dating right now has honored me has guarded my heart, has guarded my purity and all these things. And so she's like, how dare I like try to hold that against you? Because it's not who you are anymore. Like that's your past. And like, so I think that's a big thing as well when it comes to even relationships is not to like overshare with that sort of stuff. It's not like you're hiding things, but it's it's more protection than hiding things in that way. Yeah, exactly. Because what the enemy I think can do, he can have a field day with your mind and like start to use that against you know, your future spouse one day that's going to lead to their insecurities or constantly thinking about it or all that sort of stuff. So I think you got to navigate that. Um, Andrew, do you have something to yeah, chime in on gonna that? Yeah, I was going to add, I mean, because I've been on the girl side of what yeah. you were just sharing of like, we had like this serious conversation. And I was like, I don't want to know like explicit details, but like he had to come to me and be like, this is what has happened in the past and I'm not that person anymore. And like having him come to me and like make me aware of that, of like, okay, this is going to be a, hurdle in our relationship so like let me know when there's times when you're tempted so we can get out of a room when it's just the two of us because that's not going to be great for us 
And so it's like, okay, maybe we need to go for a drive because a friend had to leave and now we're in this place by ourselves and we're like, yeah, no, this is not going to work out well for us because this is something that's important to us and we want to honor that. And so like yeah. making me aware of that, like I don't need to know explicit details and all that stuff, but just knowing, but hey, knowing this is going to be a hurdle yeah. and so we can prepare well for our relationship. And it helps so you set up appropriate that. boundaries, exactly. right? Yeah, which I think is really good too is like, there is a portion of that where it's like it is good to know like where someone's at and kind of going back to their convictions and stuff because of their past. Someone may have more extreme convictions. And so you might be like, well, I don't have that past. So I don't have those convictions. But it's like, man, if you actually care about that person, you care about the walk with their Lord, uh, (laughs) their walk with the Lord, (laughs) um, man, then like you want to be safe in that. I remember, I think it was during the the red flags relationship talk that, um, I just talked about how like, man, you as a couple should should look back on your time together and be drawing closer to God mm-hmm. and be like, man, I am grown in my relationship with God as I've been dating this person rather than look back and be like, man, since I've started dating this person, it's actually drawn me further away from God. And so um, I think you should see all of that um, in in this conversation, in your relationship as you continue to go through. But it's being intentional. Like you Mm -hmm. had to be super intentional in that situation and be like, okay, hey, we're setting up some serious boundaries where some people might like be that honestly. And I think even in the boundaries conversation, um, which I'm excited to dive into this coming Wednesday as we talk about that, like how to set those up, how to have good boundaries. Like, you know, it's not good to lay down vertically together, like (laughs) set up, you know, don't be snuggled up on a couch, like know your limitations. But it's because it's going to protect you down the road. Like yeah, you are going to look sure. back when you're married and be like, I'm so glad I'm so we glad. did that yeah. um, and didn't have to bring extra baggage or whatever into our relationship. Um, and like, it's having that end goal in mind yeah, and being yeah. intentional. Yeah. Like on your wedding day, you're not, I, I don't think that you would want to sit there and be like, gosh, I regret all of the things that we did. It's more of just like, oh my goodness, like I'm so glad we've saved this for this day. And so I think that that's like another thing too, to just keep in your mind when stuff gets tough where it's just like on your wedding day, do you want to feel regretful or do you want, you know, you're not going to feel over like all the time regretful, but just thinking about that in your mind of just wedding day and just all of those types of things as well in marriage. But yeah. totally. And, and I will say too, on the flip side, again, he, you know, my story from someone who does that or has struggled with that, you know, before I was dating my wife, like I would just challenge you that like, man, you need to set in the grace of God and yeah, let him yeah forgive you of that. Let him, if you have fallen in that, you have struggled in that, like, and man, maybe he, even forgive yourself. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Sure. Like he is such a God of grace and restoration. And so like he has forgiven you if you've surrendered it over to him. Mm-hmm. So you should also forgive yourself. And then honestly, like ask God to wipe those memories from you and yeah, to just sure. like, you know, create in you, um, a new thoughts and new minds, um, and guard yourself to fight for that in the future. Anyways, I love today's podcast. I thought it was awesome and um, really just was um, great conversation as we dove into it. And so I'm excited for next Wednesday as well because it could get a little saucy. We're going to continue to talk about, yeah, talk about some boundaries, talk about sex, God's intention, his purpose for it. And so I'm excited to see um, just the way that God speaks and does it. And so Collective, join us next Wednesday, 7.30 um, at North Phoenix, and we'll see you there. But other than that, I think that's it for today, and we are signing off. So, Collective, we love you, and we'll catch you next time on the podcast. Bye, y'all. See ya.